On every episode of the Crypto Debate, we, Ryan and Connor, pick a topic to deliberate over. To decide which side of the debate we will back, we will spin a wheel that will randomly choose for us. At the end of the debate, we reveal our actual opinion on the issue we are debating. This is the Crypto Debate. What's up everybody? This is the first episode of the Crypto Debate. Uh, today, Ryan and I will be debating Dogecoin's adoption, development, and their tokenomics. Um, this is not financial advice. When we decided to uh, debate this, we didn't really come prepared as we didn't even know if we were going to upload it. This was just an exciting format. And and by the time we were done, we were just excited about the whole format in general. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy. And here we go. Ryan will be debating against Dogecoin and I will be debating for Dogecoin and the first topic is Dogecoin adoption. So let's start off by talking about uh, kind of the adoption of Dogecoin. Um, I'm of the belief that Dogecoin does not have a huge case for adoption and there's a couple of reasons that I think support this. The first one is that um, Dogecoin has very, very few use cases where a lot of other projects out there, you know, Cardano, Ethereum, all, all of our favorites, they've got so much utility, like they're solving real world problems. Dogecoin is a fork of Bitcoin and Litecoin. Um, and it really doesn't solve any of these problems. It doesn't have smart contracts. It doesn't have any, any real utility outside of like a transactional currency. So Dogecoin is designed as kind of a medium of exchange. That's why, you know, as, as we get later into the discussion, we'll talk about the economics, we'll talk about the inflation. But at the end of the day, Dogecoin is designed to stay affordable. Um, it's it's not going to be you know like a Bitcoin where you're it's it's worth you know forty thousand dollars. It's designed to stay affordable, so you can use it as a means of transaction. That it's actually realistic to trade it. That you're not going to want to hold on to it as an investment. You're going to want to use it. Um, while that's all well and good, this isn't something that's you know I think unique. This isn't something that I think is you know, cannibal for the project. There's projects that do that same thing a lot better and have a lot better communities. I'm sure that you're going to talk a little bit about the community at Dogecoin as a positive thing, something that has it going for them. But I'm of the camp that believes that the community that Dogecoin has is not the community it needs to be a tenable transaction currency. So what, what makes Dogecoin um, very applicable is this. Yes. When when people were first starting to get into the cryptocurrency space, especially during this whole rush, for a lot of people, many of these coins were just way too complicated. Way, and like when you talk about like Cardano, you're talking about Hydra or or Boris, yes, uh, side chains and interoperability, or like or and any of these other coins for that matter. Or, and the thing is, is that it is too complex for the average person to understand. What made Dogecoin really? Uh, uh, what was it popular is the fact it was just so simple. It was just the fact it was just a coin and it was a meme. And that's why a lot of people were able to get behind it from the beginning. Hey, we all know that like Elon might have inflated it a little bit out of control. <laughs> but the fact is, is this is that for many, for the average person and the average user, they're not going to understand and the utility of all these other cryptocurrencies. But Dogecoin is just simple. And, yeah. and that's what, what that's, is there to debate? Like it's it's a dog dollar. I'll give you I'll give you three dog dollars for your for a granola bar or four dollars four dog dollars for a coke. It's it's easy to understand. You're 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 100 right about that. Um, 
But you know what else is easy to understand is the US dollar. I'll give you $4 or $5 for that. Um, like that's a, that's a problem that that's something that, that a lot of cryptocurrencies are trying to solve is they're trying to kind of replace currencies. And that's one, th- one spot that I think that cryptocurrencies may not have the impact that we expect them to. I think that, you know, government regulated currencies are going to kind of evolve into the crypto space. And I don't think there's a, a whole lot of room for a currency like Dogecoin to replace that. Now, there's an argument for, you know, online online transactions, transactions where you want privacy, where there is a lot of value for a cryptocurrency payment. But why would you use something like Doge, a project that, you know, as we'll talk about later, doesn't have a whole lot of development on the go, compared to projects that have a lot more utility, may have more volume um, in, in trading that you can use for other things. Why would you use a, a currency exclusively for this when you can use currencies that have so much other use cases? On top of that, if you are going to use a currency that um, that is just you know this one use case, why would you use one like Dogecoin where there's no development and it, it's a joke? I would answer your questions, but we I had to save your save those answers for the other topics. Um, so I, I'm not so you really went into a lot of detail, but. What I, what I will say is this, is, is that we're already seeing like more adoption of Dogecoin than like other, other cryptocurrencies in the space. You know, one of the things, is, one of the things that, that a cryptocurrency needs is trust. Trust does not seem to exist with a lot of other cryptocurrencies, but for whatever reason, Dogecoin has been able to build that community and, be, and has been able to build that trust over time. Well, not really over time, more like in the last 12 months, and um, but... But the thing is, is that it's just one hard thing to uh, gain. If we look at like something like Bitcoin Cash, Cash, they have had a hard time competing with Bitcoin for a very long time, and because as, like the features on Bitcoin Cash are much better, it's faster, it's cheaper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But but for whatever reason, it's just not Bitcoin. Dogecoin, on the other hand, has been able to carve itself out in its own mark, its own market uh, out for itself. And has been and has been able to build trust around its community, and that is one of the hardest things to to gain. And that's why a Dogecoin does have the ability to become uh, a, a transactional currency. And I think you're right. Exchange. The community has a lot of value, and the community, you know, it is something that people, you know put up and say, hey, the community is what Dogecoin has. It's, the community is why Dogecoin can win. It's got this community. It's got this trust. People are using it. And I I think that, you know, while that's true to a certain extent, I think that it's not what is apparent. When you look at Dogecoin and you see the numbers, the people who are using it, the people who are trading it, it's it's inflated. And I don't think it's actually reflective of the community who is actually using it as it's intended. The people who are getting into Dogecoin now are getting into it as a quick investment. They're getting into it because they've heard of it everywhere because Elon Musk is, is you know yelling about it. They're getting into it because they want to flip it because they're trusting that, hey, tomorrow somebody's going to want to spend more on a Dogecoin. And I, I think that that's really, you know, it's contrary to what Dogecoin was designed for, which is a transactional currency, but it also gives a false impression because we're, you know, there's so many people talking about Dogecoin, getting involved in Dogecoin, and they're not using it as it's intended. They're like, like I said, they're, they're using it as this, you know, quick investment. Um, so it gives this impression that there's a whole lot of people involved in it and it's, it's, it's all over the place, but I don't think that's accurate. I, I the people who are actually using it is, is much smaller than is, you know, than is apparent. Um, the people who are using it, you know, people, people can, people can, there's some, there's some trust in Dogecoin because it's lighthearted because it's, it's a joke. Um, but I think that's, you know, similar to you, you and I might trade Pokemon cards and that doesn't mean that I'm going to recommend Pokemon cards as an, as an investment tool or as a, as a means of, of, of currency, just because there, there is a small community that, that trusts it and likes it. it, it it's a joke. 
Um, like I used to, I used to trade my friends RuneScape dollars or like, like you, you can trade, like there's, there's going to be communities in any, in any project and Dogecoin has a pretty avid one. Um, and, and you, you may have a point that it may not be going anywhere because of that community. Like that community may be enough to keep, to keep it, to keep it around. It may, you know, plateau at five cents, you know, it might drop, drop back down there and kind of stay there forever. Um, but it's never going to take off in, in my, in my opinion, it's never going to be this, this big ecosystem that replaces a, a national currency or can compete with other, other cryptocurrencies even. No, I, I look, when it comes to the, in terms of an investment, I actually do agree with you. I view it as more as a medium of exchange. Hey, now we're, we're getting, when we talk about the economics later, I will explain why it's actually a better, or, uh, was a better tool for the, for medium exchange than any other fiat currency, but had um, as it what was it. But in terms of uh, uh, the adoption of it, it what we're seeing is like a lot of uh, companies in the United States have actually just started accepting Dogecoin as payment and to to welcome in customers. It's because uh, because they're getting behind this whole meme and this whole uh, and this whole community it's because it's just got it's, way out it's of a culture. It's a trend. <laughs> you, you, you can't look at a trend and say that that's gonna that's gonna you know, go on. Like um like what were the what were the trends when we were kids? Like I remember like Neancat like. Yeah, but this tre- so, like trends trends come and go, and you know it's 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 beneficial for for you know companies to get on board. Like I remember when you know Dairy Queen had like the a unicorn blizzard because unicorns were the trend, or or My Little Pony themed you know granola bars or whatever. But but th- these are trends; they come and go, and and you know companies right now are accepting Dogecoin because because that get that gives them good media. It, it's good press. It doesn't mean that it's going to become commonplace or, or be widely adopted. Uh, I will say that you, you do have a point. And, but at the same time, though, this, this Dogecoin seems to never die. It's been around for many years now. Uh, and um, and we'll, we'll end this topic on this note is that it, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with this community as time goes on. And, and uh, but the thing is, is that if there, if there's, there will, if people are still willing to keep this meme alive, it still has a chance. If if you're making the point that Dogecoin isn't going anywhere, I, might, I may concede that one. There's a small community that does support Dogecoin and keeps it alive. Um, they benefit from, you know, you can mine Dogecoin when you're mining Litecoin, so they don't need an independent ecosystem to keep it to keep it alive. Um, as long as Litecoin um, is around, Dogecoin can be around. Um, and even if Litecoin wasn't, I mean, there's there's talk of, you know, the project using other other cryptocurrencies similarly. So I don't think that it's going anywhere, but I, I think we're far from seeing widespread adoption. Um, and the last thing I would do is recommend it as an investment tool. No, I, as an investment, I do tend to agree with you. As a medium of exchange, though, we will get into the later topics and I will start to make a really strong argument for it. Now we are going to be debating Dogecoin's development. Man, <laughs> so let's talk about development at Dogecoin. I know this is one that you're probably dreading because this is one of the biggest complaints about Dogecoin is that development on the project is not very active and has not been very active for a long while. Um, when Dogecoin was first, first came out, there was some development. They got it up and running, but it was never it never had the team that a lot of other projects had. And that's because they took themselves lighter. They didn't excuse me, they weren't trying to solve real world problems or, or prove big mathematical equations like Charles Hoskinson does. Excuse me. They, they, were, they were a joke. 
Um, so they, they just needed a small team to get it up and running. Um, but over the last few years, that team has disappeared. There has not been active development on the project since I think 2018 or 2019. So that's, two, that's more than two years of the project has gone untouched. Um, so any, any you know bugs or whatnot that, that, that might come out, there's been no team there to develop it. Now, recently, there's been some development on the project. Um, and, and I know a lot of people will say, hey, this is great. Like it, it, It's kicking off again. The development argument goes out the window. But I don't think that's the case. Because where they're working on is working on you know wallet solutions right now. And that's that's all well and good. Um, great, you can have wallets for Dogecoin. But I don't think that inc- improves utility or, or gives any kind of confidence for adoption or, or, or future development. It's, it's solving one, one problem. Um, the recent news is that they've kind of restarted the, the Dogecoin Foundation, and they've got some pretty exciting members on their team. Uh, Elon Musk has an advisor there who's, uh, who's, who's an advisor to Dogecoin, and Vitalik Buterin is also an advisor to Dogecoin. Um, these are great names, but they don't have a roadmap. There's no plan. Um, so if, if you were to say any arguments on, hey, this is really positive for development, I would say that that's purely speculation at this point. No, you're definitely right. I'm not going to make any argument with you there. Well, what I will say is this, is that for Dogecoin to become uh, was it, a, a great medium of exchange, is that it has to be able to interact with the other blockchains. Because, as, uh, in order for this, because at the end of the day, you want to be able to use, use it within DeFi, with, within everyday business and, and, and so forth. But the issue is, is this is that if you're not able to interact with all these uh, other blockchains and ecosystems, at the end of the day, it will fall by the wayside. And so like what they're talking about now and exploring the idea of building of this bridge to Ethereum, which is a big first step. Now, the, the reality is, will it become true or not? Who knows? But if at the end of the day, if, it, if they're not able to take those steps, um, I really just don't have any arguments for you whatsoever. I really don't because, it, because you do need the development and you do need to put it. But that being said, though, I do not think, though, for Dogecoin to survive, it needs like all the development that like Ethereum has or, or Cardano has as Cosmos. It doesn't need as much because it already has that strong community behind it. But it does need to be able to interact with all the other blockchains in order to survive in the long run. And I think like there's two different arguments here. There's one about survival, and there's one about success. And I, I won't argue with you about survival because Dogecoin has a pretty steadfast community at its core. Um, and because they can leverage code it at Litecoin, they don't need their own miners to keep it sustainable. Um, so for this reason, I think that you have a good argument for survivability, but I don't think there's a good argument for success. Even if they you know, make this this bridge to Ethereum that they've recently started talking about, even if they de- make make you know positive development, I don't think that really means anything unless they make huge changes. Um, the changes that they're kind of proposing right now, like bridges to Ethereum, great. That'll enable Dogecoin to interact on the Ethereum blockchain. You'll be able to buy NFTs, interact with DeFi using Dogecoin. And that's all well and good um, for the people who are active users at Dogecoin. But I touched earlier in my argument that the community at Dogecoin is smaller than it may appear. There's lots of people who you know, are, are really, really on board with Dogecoin. But a lot of the people who have kind of piled on over the last year, they're investors. They're looking for a quick buck. They're not active users. And even after the bridge to Ethereum comes up, they're not going to be spending like their Dogecoin to interact with DeFi. They're going to be holding DeFi or they're going to be holding Dogecoin or trading Dogecoin. They're going to be looking for the speculation. They're going to be looking for the ups and the downs. Um, so, so, so that kind of bridge is great for the people who are, do want to use Dogecoin. But I don't think that like 
I don't think they have the community that some of the others, other other cryptocurrencies have at its core. While while they have a higher trading volume right now, I don't think that's indicative um, of an actual user base like like you know on Ethereum or 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 in the future Cardano. Um, I think in order for them to kind of succeed, they need to make major changes. and, and any, any cryptocurrency could make major changes. You can make the same arguments for, for any cryptocurrency. Now, you're not going to hear too many arguments from me, but I think the one part we do disagree on is like how big the changes need to be for it to, it to survive or, or to thrive for that matter. Um, but other than that, like if, unless you really do have proper development behind the coin, it is very hard to make an argument for it. And I, I guess we'll just end the topic right there. So. <laughs> we'll see what Vitalik does with Dogecoin in the coming months. We'll we'll catch up for a round two. Now we are going to be debating Dogecoin's tokenomics. So the economics behind Dogecoin is actually very interesting because it's inflationary. So oh, as, as I've been talking about earlier, I do not view it as like an investment. I view it as more as a medium of exchange. So what, why Dogecoin is very interesting is because of its inflationary uh, supply and how how uh, dissipate, how the supply inflation rate dissipates over time, and it goes. And the thing is, is that it's predictable, uh, and that's the one thing that a lot of fiat currencies don't have. If we look at like at America, uh, for the for the over the last year, I think forty percent of their current fiat supply was printed in over over the pandemic. That is just like literally insane. If I go to the store here in Canada. Uh, almond milk used to cost around three Canadian dollars. Now it costs five Canadian dollars. Lumber has like doubled and tripled in price. And like this unpredictability in terms of like what uh, these fiat currencies makes actually Dogecoin very appealing because the inflation rate is actually pretty steady. Yeah, sure. In the first decade, in this decade, it does go up uh, around three to four percent annually, which is a little high. But hey, if we look over to the next decade. Hey, it, it starts to inflate around two to three percent, and so you see it's dissipating uh, slowly over time. But the thing is, is that it's it's predictable and it's transparent. And, the, and unlike fiat currencies, who really don't have that, and where governments have just decided to turn on the printing machine, in and, and just and just inflate every single asset out there, um, and and devalue their dollar at the same time. And it's just uh, it makes it makes Dogecoin more appealing as a medium of exchange. I think that argument is really good when you're comparing it to fiat. Um, I think where that argument starts to kind of lose some of its its strength is when you compare it to other cryptocurrencies. I think Dogecoin, it is cool that it has this kind of measured inflation. It does make it more appealing as a you know medium of, of transaction opposed to a currency like Bitcoin, where there's kind of deflationary pressure. Um, with a token like Bitcoin, there's a lot of, you know, holding people 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 buy it and they accumulate it because there's a there's a finite amount Whereas something like dogecoin where they, it's not expected to go up in value as much it makes it easier to spend it, it makes it easier to give it away because it's like we talked about earlier it's not a good in, investment vehicle but where i think it falls short um is in the actual kind of expectation for the adoption one thing that we've talked a lot about in our conversations offline is the concept of a fluid economy. The concept that when you when you buy something, you can settle in whatever token you want, whatever asset you want. If you want to give up equity in your house, if you want to use the money you have at the bank, if you want to use your cryptocurrencies, settlement can be instantaneous and you can use whatever assets you want. And 
the, the retailer can receive whatever assets they want. Um, I think that's where the future is going. And I think you, you've, you've agreed with me in the past on that one. And I think in that type of environment, you don't need Dogecoin. You don't need something that, that is kind of that kind of low rate um, and, and, and inflationary because why do you want to hold that? Um, if, if I'm going to keep money in the bank, I want it to appreciate. I, I want my money to go up in value. I want my assets to go up in value. Um, and when, when I go to buy something, I don't want to have to, you know, to have two tokens. I don't want to be holding it, holding Ethereum, um, but then you know, buying Dogecoin to, to go buy milk. I want to be buying my milk and 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 you know, keeping my investments in the, in, in similar assets because that's that's simpler. So if you look to the future, um, if we ever get to a fluid economy, I think an asset like Dogecoin, where it has just one use case, who's who's going to want to hold that? It's it's not going to go up in value. And it only has this one use. I would much rather hold an asset that I can use for everything or use for multiple things that can interact with all the different blockchains and that um, is not inflationary. No, I, I definitely disagree. Uh, sorry, I definitely agree with you on the fact that if it doesn't interact with the other blockchains, it, it doesn't matter uh, what I think about in terms of uh, its uh, about of its appeal in terms of its inflate in terms of its inflation. Uh, it just doesn't matter if you can't interact. It's use. It, it's it is regard. It is useless because when this fluid economy comes, and you can't, you, and you're not able to even use it as like collateral for something because it's not able to communicate with another blockchain. It's just it becomes basically useless. Um, but under the assumption that it is able to to start bridging to these blo- blockchains, um, I will say is that a lot of people, for for many people, the thing is is that handling these different tokens, the different, different assets for a long time will, will take a lot of understanding for people who, who are a bit more educated and financially savvy. Yes, you, you are correct. But for the average person, like having something more stable, well, what does make a lot, a lot of sense. And, and the thing is, is that when I look at like a lot of fiat currencies and then compare it to Dogecoin, Dogecoin, just because of its predictability makes it just more appealing as a, as a medium of exchange for, for the average person. And I, I, do, I disagree with you on that. Um, well, I think you may be right in certain regards, like if you're comparing it to you know, Bitcoin where transaction fees are high and you know, it, it's, it's currently a little bit volatile, um, compared to you know, stable coins or in the future, if you know, currencies kind of plateau a little bit, like, like a, a project like Ethereum, like if in the future, Ethereum you know, stabilizes, a, a, a project like that, you, know, you can use it everywhere. It's got so much utility. Like, why would you hold Dogecoin when you can hold Ethereum and do all the same stuff? Um, you know, there, there's arguments, you know, like transaction fees, um, like that, that's a big one right now. But, it, but these are projects, these are, these are problems that are being solved. Um, the other thing that I think is really important to remember is cryptocurrency is still in its infancy. What are the projects that are kind of going to come out over the next 10 years? If somebody wants just one token 10 years from now, who's to say that it's not going to be some kind of government controlled or, or, or government regulated cryptocurrency like they've done in China? I think that's kind of the direction where transactional currencies are going to go is, is you know, you'll have these kind of government controlled um, ecosystems that are really good for transactions um, because you can get more you know, consumer protection from the government um, in, some, in some instances. Um, and, and you know re- they can regulate that similarly to how they regulate credit and credit credit cards, um, or or, sta- or stable coins. Stable coins offer you know similar to, to inflation. They offer the kind of st- stability. Like it's not going to climb and have the same kind of volatility as you know today's Ethereum or Bitcoin. 
Um, so it, like while right now Dogecoin has, you know, some arguments over projects like Bitcoin, I, I don't think those arguments are going to stand up 10 years from now when we have new projects, when we have different regulatory environments and, and, and different, different products available. Look, I, I will push back on one point is the is the government and trusting the governments. You know, after seeing like the the insane printing they've uh, they've done, and there just seems to be no end to it at this point in time. I do question whether or not people will trust us, the governments, in the future if they keep on if they keep this up because eventually this all ha- their their printing is going to catch up with them one way or another. There, there's just no what you you can't avoid it. Uh, they can't. They eventually, it all has to f- fall. And if we hmm. take a look look at a lot of countries like Venezuela, Argentina, many other South American countries or African countries, like you will notice that people, a lot of a lot of these countries, is just transacted uh, on the streets. They're transacting in the U.S. dollar and in, in uh, was it in our in a podcast that hasn't been uploaded yet? But we've talked about Argentina and their blue dollar and their like street currency, and they're not able to really access global markets. Uh, in the same way that uh, we are able to, the, the reality is, is that the, the trusting of the government, like down the road, may be hard for the average person to do. And so, like you'll you'll have to find other currencies, is uh, uh, potential stable currencies. Now, I will say is, is this: is that you you can potentially like group a lot of assets, and like the coin is like following the prices of uh, the the prices of different assets um, or like different currencies and you create like a floating currency of some sort. Um, but, and so like that, that could theoretically eliminate the need for Dogecoin, but as it sits right now, there doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to exist at the moment. And, uh, and, and eventually we, there de- does need to be something that is stable and as, outside of like the fiat currencies that are out there, or the, or, this, or the stable coins that follow the price of like a certain fiat currency. The reality is that Dogecoin is the only option in the market right now that can change and and, prob- and probably will change, change. But 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 by that time, will Dogecoin could Dogecoin's community actually use it for what it's intended use for? Um, we'll have to see. I think you're 100 right about the issues with fiat inflation in the U.S. and in Canada. In countries like Venezuela, has been terrible. It's been terrifying. It's been very, very scary. And I think you're right that that you know that creates a lot of distrust with the government. But one thing that we always talk about is a cryptocurrency is a solution for that. And I think it's naive to think that governments won't recognize that eventually. Just like cryptocurrency is going to change the banking sector and the finance sector, I think it can change government regulated currencies as well. So you look ten years from now, I think it's very realistic that you know government government currencies like the dollar. Maybe, 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 you know, backed up on the blockchain. There may be kind of a set inflation where that's kind of written in code and they inflate at specific rates each year. And they kind of gain that same beneficial predictability as Dogecoin has. And I think that that type of, that type of future where you have these kind of government controlled currencies with these kind of laws written in code that people can predict and trust without, you know, depending on, you know, the government unnecessarily. I think that is a more, is a more likely future than a pro- than a than a product that was you know created as a joke and has very little development <laughs> succeeding and uh, and becoming a commonplace currency. We're now moving on to the reveal. So Connor, what do you think about Dogecoin? <laughs> uh, it has no chance. Um, I I, t- I do agree with Ryan in the fact that mo- most of the people in the community currently are just looking to make a quick dollar. It is not used for its intended. It's not using. It's not being used for its intended use. Um, the other thing is, is that I think there will just be 
uh, better solutions in terms of like a stable uh, currency and one that's like algorithmically uh, stable over time that will follow like probably a different a bunch of different assets. Um, and in terms of uh, its development, I mean, that's really the big one, no matter how you want to cut it, like everything else, like there's, you can make arguments here and there of why Dogecoin can survive or thrive or whatever. But the big thing is, the, is the development. Nothing has been done for so long. And there, and there are some small signs things can be done, things will get done, but they're so they're small and there's nothing that has been actually put into action to this point. And until something is done, I, there's just no chance it, it will it, it will fall Absolutely. by the wayside. Every like everything that we've talked about today that you know Dogecoin might have in its future is purely speculation. Right now, the project has nothing unique. It has no exciting development. There, there's nothing on the project that gives confidence right now. the f- The future is purely speculative and on a community that doesn't appear to be as big as you might think it is. Um, We've we've talked about through the, through the podcast today that Dogecoin probably is not a good investment, but I would take it a step further and say that if you were to buy Dogecoin today, um, not only is it not going to go up, at least not in the long term, I think that you know you're you're more likely to lose money, um, and that's because Dogecoin is very much in a bubble. What we've seen over the last years, you know, Elon Musk comes on and he, he says Dogecoin, Dogecoin, it gets media attention. The media attention creates demand in the market. People go, they buy it, it goes up. And then what does the media do? They say, hey, look, it went up. And when the media says it goes up, people say, oh, great, I want it. They buy in, and then it goes up again. And the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats. And you know, that's, that's cool when it happens with Ethereum, because Ethereum, you know, we've been saying forever that it's undervalued. So Ethereum you know, is now reflecting some, some of the value that, that, is, that is inherent with the project. But something like Dogecoin, this is, this is purely speculation. There, there's absolutely no, you know... <laughs> <laughs> At least not in my, there's no value to the project. And, 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 you know, you can come out and say, Hey, we got this great community. It's, it's going places, but I'll, I'll be surprised if that, if that follows through, because it, it is a shot in the dark. No, I, I definitely, if, agree it all, with you. if it all comes through, then, you know, I'll, I'll pay respect where respect is due. And all my friends who have bought Dogecoin. All. <laughs> oh, you got friends oh. that bought it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They, they can buy me a beer if they, if they make, make their millions. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, it's, I don't believe it's going anywhere. Point blank. Um, it, if it happens, I mean that'd be just one of the greatest stories of our lifetime. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't. I, no, <laughs> no chance. At least for now. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see if there's actual development done. But mm. even then, they have a real long uphill battle. <laughs> 